Hi, this is Beth Capici and welcome to the Never Perfect Podcast. I'm a psychologist and I believe that embracing the fact that no aspect of life is perfect actually makes us happier and healthier and motivates us to achieve more. It also helps us become more real and compassionate with ourselves and others. In my counseling office, I deal with a little bit of everything. So in this podcast, you'll also probably be hearing a little bit of everything. Not only professional advice, but also some of my favorite and least favorite personal stories. I'm also going to be interviewing people who are brave enough to share their stories with us. I believe that everyone has a lot to teach and a lot to learn no matter what their background is and in spite of their imperfections. You don't have to be perfect to be inspiring. This is Beth Capici, and I am going to do a short podcast episode today on a huge topic that is very near and dear to my heart. And I'm doing it alone today with my little miniature microphone. And I was inspired to do this, even though it's been on my heart and mind for weeks to eventually do it. I was inspired to do it today because I shared with one of my teenage clients a very wonderful story of another client who had a real victory in her own family. And I'll tell you more of that story in a little bit, but I shared the story with my teenager and she looked like she was almost in tears. And that's how I felt when I heard this story. So I decided I'm going to record a few things about the topic of emotional safety and emotion coaching and emotional validation today, which really are some of the core concepts of counseling in general and also parenting, and really being a healthy friend or loved one to anyone that you know. So here we go. I wanted to entitle this episode something like giving others what you never got. So by way of introduction, just talking a bit about what emotional safety is and emotional validation is Basically, the word, quote, seen, feeling seen, is kind of the gist of that concept. Emotional safety has been defined as feeling unconditionally understood and accepted as you are. It doesn't mean necessarily even approved of, but just feeling accepted. And then validation is saying to someone that whatever they feel is valid and understandable. You don't have to agree with it, but you can see their point and you hear them and you get them. So kind of that idea of feeling seen and gotten and understood is amazingly healing and transformative for people. 
And I truly think that it's probably the most powerful aspect of counseling, in my opinion, is having clients feel that you really see them, you really understand them, you accept them. And that kind of healing experience can transform their whole lives. And many people don't get this from one or both of their parents growing up. And there are a variety of reasons for this. As we talk about all the time in this podcast, no one is ever perfect. Life is never perfect. It's very, very common to feel misunderstood by at least one of your parents and sometimes both of your parents and also teachers. I mean, just a variety of people throughout your life, your spouse, your children. So when you do feel understood and accepted, there's a freedom to relax, let your guard down and be more compassionate with yourself and also be more free and more vulnerable with others. So the story I wanted to share with you is I have a woman in her mid thirties who has three children, two boys and a girl. They are all under seven years old. And my client grew up with a mother who was very sort of old school, a bit strict, a bit cold in the sense of she was a very dutiful mother, but not a very sympathetic mother, not a very nurturing mother, just kind of a matter of fact type of person. And a lot of that was probably due to her own family culture and her own upbringing. And when I met this client, it was in the thick of COVID and she is a very dutiful, conscientious, hardworking mother and also has a very high pressure job and Anyone with three children under age seven is pretty exhausted. And on top of all of that, her kids were being virtually schooled or she had one that was about two years old that was not in school at all or whatever daycare he was at was shut down due to COVID. And so she was trying to work from home and manage these three children doing school and also she's more the task oriented partner in her relationship. Her husband is more relational actually, and a bit less into those details and tasks. So she was bearing the brunt of the practical responsibilities. And she is a tough cookie, but she, in her own words, was basically having a nervous breakdown. And I kept saying to her, how are you doing this? Like, how are you staying afloat? You need to work on your self-care. I don't know how you do this. I had so much concern and compassion for her. And I was seeing her situation in a very objective sense. I probably had some of my own countertransference of feeling how difficult it was to have preschoolers and young kids and was probably feeling a lot of empathy there too, remembering those days when my kids were that age. But I could not even imagine homeschooling while working full-time from home. I mean, it was just unfathomable to me. And when I would say things like, how are you doing this? I'm worried about you. She would sort of look surprised as if, you know, why do you think this is so hard? Or 
I'm finding it hard to believe that anyone is blown away by how difficult my life is. And almost as if it was hard for her to absorb that compassion and concern. And over time, it became apparent that her own mother was not expressing any concern for her, wasn't saying, oh my goodness, can I help you? How are you doing this? What can I do to make your life easier? You know, I just don't know how you're surviving this. This must be terrible. There was really no empathy or concern coming from her mother. And so as we began talking about this and unpacking who her mother is and her kind of upbringing of kind of no nonsense, you just do what you have to do. You just put your, you know, hand to the plow and you just move forward and there's no room to talk about struggle or, you know, difficulty or empathy or compassion. You just do what you have to do and no one's going to feel sorry for you. And, um, and I don't know that it's even feeling sorry. It's just really, truly seeing this is an unhealthy situation for you and no one really should be working like three jobs. And essentially what she was doing, she was homeschooling, she was working full time, and then she was doing the lion's share of everything at home because she is a very detail oriented person. And like I said, very conscientious. So as we were talking about this and she was feeling seen more with fresh eyes, meaning my eyes, I think she was able to start being more honest and objective with herself about this really is hard and this isn't healthy. And even though I was led to believe that no matter what's on your plate, you just do it and you can't say that it's unhealthy, you just do it. And she was able to really make sense of her experience was that she was basically had been having a nervous breakdown when she first came to the office. So that is the backstory. She felt seen by me, and then she was able to see herself in a more realistic, compassionate light, and her self-care was just nil. Um, It's still not nearly what it should be at all. Um, She also wasn't able to set many protective boundaries or be very assertive to ask for what she needed. So that's who she is, and that's how she was raised. And she started to notice that with her three children, that she was the task-oriented parent and the dutiful parent that was kind of on all the time, just doing hundreds of tasks every day, hundreds, and didn't really have a lot of time to sit and just spend quality time or cuddle. And so the kids probably were experiencing her as the no-nonsense parent, whereas the father would sit more and hang out with them. And like I said, he was more the relational parent. And so over time, the more all these patterns were becoming clear to her, she started realizing that she had moments reminding herself of her mother where she wasn't very compassionate or empathetic with her children. And she wasn't as present with her children emotionally. And she would sort of try to fix their emotions when they got upset or shut them down quickly instead of just reflecting them and sitting with them and just really relating to them and not just doing, doing, doing. So 
I gave her a book series to borrow on emotion coaching, which originated with Dr. John Gottman, who's amazing, the concept of emotion coaching. And I will describe that here in a few minutes. She read that book in her very, very, very little free time. I have no idea how she even found time to do that, (laughs) but that's the kind of person she is. And she read that book and she really honed in on, it was like a mission to improve and to give her kids what she never got and to see them and to provide that emotional safety that she never received, which is, I just got chills because I have so much respect for her and for anyone that I know personally or professionally that goes out of their way to give their children or any loved one what they never received themselves. I think that is just unbelievable. So I'm going to probably not do justice to this story, but I still have chills. (laughs) Um, So she had been really trying to work on being what we call an emotion coach for her kids. And her middle child came home from, I guess, finding out that his brother and his father were going to get to go on some outing that he didn't get to go on. And he was crying and I think maybe having a little mini tantrum. I'm not sure how severe it was, but she had this moment of going, okay, this is where I need to try what I'm learning. And so instead of trying to fix his, what they call large emotions, like big feelings, big emotions, and oftentimes, especially the negative ones that are, you know, intense anger or intense frustration, um, or acting out, she decided to just be more like a mirror and to validate him. And she said, gosh, that stinks sometimes. That is the worst. When you don't get to do what your big brother and your dad are doing, that's a real bummer. So she didn't try to fix it or put a Band-Aid on it. She just simply reflected it back and said, I hear you. I feel your pain. And really a lot like a mirror, no judgment, not even necessarily approving, just saying, I get you. I see you. And so then later that day, he came to her and showed her his video game, which normally he would just show his his father. And that was the first little victory of, wow, like you're my buddy and you're not just Mrs. Duty over here. <laughs> you're actually maybe a buddy sometimes. And then she had always noticed that he went to his father's side of the bed um, to cuddle and he called it snug bug. And he basically never came to her side of the bed to cuddle. And I think it was that very night for the first time she felt him poke her and he said, mommy snug bug. And she said, yeah, come on in. And oh my goodness. When she told me that story, I was in tears. It was amazing. So that is a powerful example of how you can give people what you never got. Many people do not arrive into adulthood with a full bucket. There's a really good kids book called, have you filled a bucket today? And it's just about that principle of how we all need to have our needs met. And most of us don't get our needs fully met in childhood because we're all imperfect. Our parents are imperfect. They're stressed. 
They fail many, many times. I have failed my kids many, many times. But to really be able to heal from your past and see yourself in a compassionate way and work on your shortcomings and not judge yourself because there are really good explanations for how we got to be the way that we are. And instead of judging ourselves or simply being victims, we can really work on making ourselves into the best versions we can possibly be. So I'll tell you a real short summary of emotion coaching. Basically, there are three steps to it. And like I said, this is by John Gottman, G-O-T-T-M-A-N. He is an amazing marriage researcher and relationship researcher. And he talks about this emotion coaching for parents. And so that step one is, oh, and, and it says that emotion coaching is the key to raising happy, resilient, and well-adjusted kids. So step one is to label and validate the feelings at hand, help them to understand what they're feeling, to explore what they're feeling, and even come up with words to label them because Oftentimes kids have these experiences or these sensations in their bodies and they don't always know what to call them. Like, are they disappointed? Are they feeling rejected? Are they feeling attacked? Are they feeling sad, lonely? So that is an amazing gift that we can give our kids is to help them just understand what they're feeling and label it and say, you know, it makes sense that that's the way you feel. And then the second step is to deal with the bad behavior, if there is bad behavior, like a tantrum, and to really specify that the feelings are not necessarily bad, but the reactions can be bad and inappropriate. So you might say, it's okay to have these feelings, but it's never okay to throw things or call people names. So you may have to have a consequence and say, give them a five-minute timeout, And then tell them when the five minutes are up that they need to go apologize to their sibling or to their parent. I've always loved that verse that says, be slow to anger and in your anger, do not sin. So, you know, don't do wrong when you're angry, but the anger itself is not wrong. It's the behavior that can be wrong. So step three is to problem solve with your child basically to process the experience and help them learn how to handle the situation better in the future. So really a lot how a coach would do after a game. You know, if a team loses a game, the coach might say, here's what you did wrong. Here's what you did right. Here's where you messed up. And let's talk about what you think you could have done differently and what you wish you had done differently and what was going on like say why you were so lethargic in a game, help the kids think through, did I sleep well? Did I eat well? Was I nervous? Was I distracted? And really help them process their experience so they can learn from that and grow from that. So it's pretty cool that they use the word coaching, emotion coaching, because it is like a coach. So let's process that mistake or that experience and really look at what was going on And really, this is what I do so often with my clients, especially the teenage ones. You know, what was going on with you? Why do you think you felt that way? 
What could you have done differently? Why did you make those choices? So in this example, given um, under the emotion coaching summary, they mentioned a child after school that was rude. And um, when they looked at it, they said, was there anything that happened at school today that kind of made your day bad? Just really helping them tap into all the variables. Were you hungry? You know, and as they explored it with this child, they said they were hungry, they were tired, they got in trouble at school, and they just kind of had a bad day where they felt lonely. And so then the parent talked to them about brainstorming ways to solve the problem and to prevent it from happening in the future. So really just learning from their mistakes in a very safe environment where they feel understood. And, you know, if you really think about counseling, this is exactly what we want clients to feel is I I have someone on my team here who understands me, who cares about me, who doesn't judge me and who really sees me and I can tell them anything and they're on my team and I can make mistakes and I can tell them, I can tell them all my mistakes and they're really just here to help me because they, they care about me. They're not here to help me for their sake. They're here so that I can be my best self and learn from what I've done. So when I shared this story with a teenager today, she herself has a mother that has a lot of trouble with emotional validation and doesn't get her and doesn't understand her and doesn't believe her a lot of times. And when I told her about this woman and what she did for her son, And seeing her son, she looked like she was just about in tears and it was a really powerful moment. So I wanted to share that with a broader audience. I hope that's helpful. Have a good day.